0: Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in studio with the one and only Bray Beatles, our Five Star Life Director of Basketball
1: Operations. My introduction by you gets better every time. You know, we we keep taking steps
0: up. It's Five Star. You know, it's all about moving forward, Bray.
1: Excited to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Thank
0: you. (laughs) Hey, you're kicking off uh, fall uh, travel basketball tonight, right? Today's
1: a great day. I'm excited. We're uh, I'm finalizing my practice plan after the radio show here and. Excited to get started with our winter AAU teams this winter. I, I'm coaching an eighth grade team and excited to meet some new parents and and coach some some new faces and uh, kick off our winter session.
0: We'll have to chat about that a little bit. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit interesting, a um, little bit different because we're we're going to ask each other some questions. So I just told Bray like, you know, write down whatever handful of questions that you have for Coach Seth. Just about anything can be life, raising kids. Marriage, leadership, whatever. And then I've got some questions uh, for him as well. So uh, stay tuned. If you just tuned in for the first time, you're like, what is this Five Star Life show all about? Really want to encourage you to go to our website. It's fivestarlife.org. It's the word five or the number five, the word star, the word life.org, all spelled out. Uh, Also, You know, thanks for tuning in and listening to this show. But just a reminder, you can actually listen to this, you know, on 95.3 MNC on radio. You can listen to this anywhere that podcasts are streamed, any platform. You can also, new feature, we love this, you can actually tune in to YouTube at The 5 Star Life. And uh, just check it out. We've got a lot of footage there, a lot of programs and reels. Arnold, our marketing guy, has done just an incredible job. So if you're a visual person, check it out.
1: I love the YouTube show I've I've uh, I'm an avid listener of the podcast as I've mentioned before and I've I'm slowly um, getting over to the YouTube side to to keep an eye on the video as well and so having a good time watching that there
0: yeah we just if you didn't catch last week's show go check it out Rocket was awesome mm. man he said some things did you listen to that mm-hmm. uh, he, he said some things um, that were just so profound um for for parents to hear, for kids to hear. And he talked about this moment where he said it set him back seven years. Um, This moment where he was the prime receiver and they had this numbering system in the huddle where basically it it was all about really getting the football to the hot hand. That was their offensive coordinator strategy. And he said like he was the number one guy. He was hot. He was having an incredible game. And because he um felt a little bit guilty that he had a fat rookie contract and he was doing well and others who had been in the league weren't doing as well as him he he was he realized I'm a people pleaser mm. and so in the huddle he looked across the huddle at another receiver and said you take my spot you take the key spot he said I gave away, and he called it his birthright. It's so interesting. I mean, it's kind of dramatic, but it's a really good point. Like, do not give away what's rightfully yours.
1: Mm. That was that was uh very interesting to hear. Because you I mean, honestly, getting to know Rocket a little bit at our golf open this year, like I can totally see that. You know, like it makes sense why he I can see he's that kind of dude, you know, and not just in front of cameras or in front of, you know, public moments, that's just him and when he was explaining that story, I was like, man, that is like in a competitive scene, even it's like, wow, that is, that was, it was very interesting. And it's, uh, the, the repercussions of that, right. For him were, were, were tough. So
0: Be- because we're, it's so interesting and it's almost countercultural to hear that. But I totally agree with what he's saying. We have pacified, um, leadership and we've looked down on competition. Mm. It's the weird cultural phenomenon that's taking place right now. And the reality is we need to encourage our, our boys, our girls, our young men, our young women to understand, like we teach them identity. We teach them to, to be a leader. But at the same time, there's a lot of messages saying, well, be careful and don't put, be pushy. It's like, no, no, step into your rightful place. And when you have a mission, when you have a, a, a dream and a goal, don't back down, have conviction and don't give that up for anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the, the part of leadership too, that's so undervalued is, and, and I don't know if, you know, it's just, it's it, the sign of a great leader to me is somebody that, that elevates those around them. Right. So like, obviously like you could be great at one thing, but like, how do you, when someone works for you or someone is, is a teammate of yours, like a true leader doesn't just show them and guide them like, Hey, lead by, lead by example, right. Is the, is what everybody says all the time. Okay, great. But like, how do you? How are you leading? That's actually pushing that teammate or that person to be better, right? And that's an aspect of that too that I think is undervalued.
0: It's huge. All right. So so let's dive in. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to start?
1: I I can start. I whichever way you want this to go. You start. You're that. the host. Okay. Um, I, I came up with a with look. I want to start this by saying like, anytime I get a chance to talk to Seth, like I I coach Seth, I I take. I love his, uh, the way he, his view, his viewpoints and, and the way he challenges you to think. And, and, um, you know, that's why five stars is such an impact. Right. So I, I value this tremendously. So I almost took this as like, all right, this is my moment to ask you how to parent my kids, you know? <laughs> so, so awesome. So
0: Thank you for the kind of words, by the way. My first
1: qu- I have two that are kind of similar. Um, so like I've, I've young kids, I have a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a, and a 11 month old, soon to be one-year-old. So we're in the we're in the thick of it right now in terms of just it's everything's kind of hard right um, parenting is just hard and if parenting isn't hard I don't know if you're necessarily doing it right if it's if it's parenting's easy um, so I guess my long long winded way of saying like my four year old pushes boundaries that's what kids do right um, how, like how do you deal with behavioral problems with kids and more specifically like when your kid misbehaves in a way that that they would never do it in front of you but they would do it like they go to school and they act a certain way that they would not act that way in front of you right how do you like how do you teach that and manage that It happened to me this week by the way okay (laughs) talking
0: asking for a friend asking for a friend (laughs) i love the transparency um man parenting just first of all i want to acknowledge the truth of what you're saying. Parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, I tell people like being a part of the founding of Five Star 19 years ago, it has been really, I mean, it's been hard going through recessions, going through people not knowing who you are, um, having to earn and build your brand from, from the ground up. I mean, it has been hard. But parenting is the hardest because everything is is always in flux no matter what age I mean you might master one moment with a kid and then a year turns and they're in a different world and then all kids are have three boys so it's always changing so it's the hardest thing in the world and I think you're right I mean there is parenting is it's exhausting it is tiring it's it's so satisfying it's so fulfilling. Um, but it's it is. Um, I love. And I'm going to go back to Rocket because Rocket mentioned how he had this vision because he was talking to his friends back in in Jersey when crack was coming in. They were talking about how bad things were, and he he was like, "Man, how did I ev- how how did I avoid the pitfalls of that?" And he went back to this vision he had of this woman, this ancestor praying, and there was this open field, and that field really, on my interpretation, it represented, he said it was all like plowed and it was prepared for planting. And there's all these trees that were other ancestors that had gone before that were protecting that garden, that had built this hedge, this protection around the garden. And I think when when I think about parenting, I mean, every kid, our kids, Right now, they are this this garden that all the soil is tilled up, and everything they're experiencing is going into that soil. And so what I always you know encourage parents to think about is what do you want to intentionally plant in into your kids? And because c- we hear this that there's so many styles of parenting, right? And so when you're dealing with a a parent um, or, or a child, who is acting a different way, not under your supervision than they are with you, um, what you're talking about is you're like, okay, there's something in that soil that you want to make sure it's a small weed. How do we uproot that and plant the right thing in that behavior? That's what we're getting after. And we got to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and try to dive into that. Give you my best answer right after this. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the 5 Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at 5starlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to The Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in the studio with our Director of Five Star Life Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Welcome back. Thank you. Bray just asked me a great question. Um, he, he asked me a parenting question. Um, what would you do if you had a, a child who was acting inappropriately, not under your supervision, but outside of your supervision? How do you deal with those things? and um discipline is tough um one of the things that we want as parents I think the goal as i talk to parents is you want the reverse of that you want your kids to be the the most unruly and under your supervision so you can correct it and then when they're in public you want them to be the most respectful right yep. and so this comes back to like philosophies of disciplining kids, which is a huge hot topic in today's culture because there's all kinds of research to back up wherever you stand. Yep. Uh, it's not all equal in my opinion, uh, but there's something to back up every parenting style. And it used to be, um, you know, don't spank your kids. Before that it was definitely spank your kids. Um, it, it, there's all these different uh, roller coaster rides we've been on when it comes to parenting disciplines. However, the thing I would encourage you and your bride to do is have a conversation about how, like, what is the reality? There's there's a book, I forget the name of it, it might be called Reality Discipline. We, we read a lot of parenting. I tried to read, when I was your age, I tried to read a parenting book about every year, just to help me. I mean, think about this. We get these kids from the hospital, we take them home, and, I mean, you get more information and there's more Helpful books and manuals. When you buy a phone or a a camera, (laughs) shoot um, anything. It comes with information. Yeah, they send you home with the baby (laughs) and uh, a a pat on the back. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: and to add to that, and not to cut you off, it's like the only book we had was what to expect when you're expecting. Like everybody reads when you're having your first kid and then you're at the hospital and you go home and that's it. You know, I think reading, reading, I mean, that's,
0: yeah. We're done expecting It's here. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, so, but in that book, it talks about this philosophy that me and my wife adopted was, and this helped us a lot be on the same page because Reality discipline is allowing whatever they did to have a natural consequence. So we tried to stay away from like punishment. Yeah. Just for the sake of punishment. Sure. But but disciplining them appropriately in a way that they're going to recognize like the impact this is going to have in their life. So when it comes to outside of our sphere of influence, when they're with somebody else, how they act we wanted to make sure that when they came back, we heard about it, that whatever was done, it matched the seriousness of what happened so that they wouldn't want to do it again. And the other issue I see with parents today is we try to parent two, three, four, five-year-olds like they're adolescents. And like they can really... Reason and they have all the executive faculties that young adults have, and they just don't yeah, so there is something so important that happens in this foundational stage that you're at of making sure there are some real simple but very practical pain points Does that make sense, yeah because you can talk to them all day I mean I, I watch parents in supermarkets markets their kids are throwing a fit, and they're talking to them, and I'm just like. <laughs> listen, mom, you mean really well and you have a heart of gold, but your kid is going to be a monster if that's how you parent them through this stage. Yes. So we always, uh, this is a hot topic, but I I believed that there was a place for a physical discipline. Sure. That's where I was at. Mm -hmm. There were certain things that would, we, I mean, very limited, uh, some some things that are foundational, you never spank or discipline physically in a way that's near or even borderline abusive. Sure. So it's never done in anger. It's never done even in frustration. It, it's none of those things because we don't want the kids getting confused with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But... There are some things that if there's an issue, it's like, okay, this might be worthy of this being removed from their life. There's got to be, again, physical can be part of it. Often it's just, it's a toy, it's a privilege, it's something. It's finding the pain point that at a young age they can recognize like, oh, this is really bad.
1: Sure. Right. Well, and even something like just Giving them the message that you're ultimately in control, like physically, you can you can obviously cross the line, but just something like just grabbing them and making sure that they understand, like, hey, I like we're, we're in control here, right? And like I'm not physically harming you, right? But sometimes that's like that that it clicks in their brain. It's like, oh wait, I'm not as. Uh, Immune as I might think, right? Or I'm not as much control as I think, and 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 it's you can 100% do that without beating your kid, right?
0: And that's obviously not what you want (laughs) to do. So Saturday night we had some friends over to watch the game, a Notre Dame game, and and I watched this play out. Three year old girl, she is adorable, cute little girl, dynamic personality. She's brilliant. She's persuasive. She's Obviously, the next thing that comes with this at three years old is manipulative yeah, <laughs> because yes. that's what kids do. I mean, every parent knows your kids, all of our boys made a run to be the CEO of the home. They all wanted to take control. Yep. They all want to manipulate. That's what, just, it's human nature. Well, that's what guys want to do, right? Get what you want. Yeah. And so I watched this girl. She was not getting what she wanted. She wanted to, we have this little trampoline that they, she was jumping on and she was having some kind of a asthma, re, just a little coughing. So they settled down and said, hey, he can't jump anymore. Well, she wanted to get on the thing. And he just grabbed her and had her sit right next to her on the couch. And she she just fought it. She, she like, got stiff as a board to try to get out from his arm that was kind of wrapped around her. And it was not a controlling. It was just kind of a comforting, like, I got, you know, just sit here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let your brain come down. And she fought it. and And she tried to squirm out. And I watched, he just kept his arm, he just squeezed her a little tighter. And he was very calm, very nice, like, no, nah, we're just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And she just, she squeezed, you know, she tightened up again and tried to get out and said, nope, I'm going to sit right here. He was very calm. It was just letting her know, like, nope, you're, y- you can do that, but it's, it's not going to work.
1: Yep.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was a great, it was great parenting. He didn't get ticked. He didn't let her have her way. He didn't. He wasn't so worried about what I was, you know, the, the bystander. Sure. I mean, the other thing is, parents we get embarrassed, and so we don't do the best thing for our kids. We do what we do to save face. Sure. And so we do things on the spot, and sometimes conversations. So I think it's going back to your wife and saying, "Okay, um, this is serious. This is an issue. He is disrespecting uh, someone else in a classroom." Um, we need to bring it into this. You two need to talk about what the repercussion is and find the pain point in their life so that they can connect it to reality. Because kids at that stage, if it's not, if there's not a pain point, they won't get it. Yeah, They'll think it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And, and we see that, I mean, four is like, and I've done a lot of research on this, but I've, huge difference between my four-year-old and three-year-old in terms of having an understanding of right and wrong right Right. um and he's to the point where i mean he's he's gonna be five here in a month or two and you know he's really to the point where you can find those right um but it's like well what's the okay like what he what he did isn't necessarily like egregious but it's just like disrespectful right so like okay well what is the pain point like that equals that you know it's kind of like that's hard to find as well right and yeah
0: and here's here so in in me and my wife's uh parenting style there were some things that were egregious not too many but lying that's a that's an egregious offense i don't care if it's a small lie a big lie it doesn't matter if you lie that breaks trust so things that break trust were a big deal and then defiance or disrespect like that rebellious spirit or attitude that was a big deal why why are those the the two most egregious things because those are the things that will lead to the destruction of that child if you can't learn how to be disciplined if you can't take leadership from authority and if you don't respect authority in adults you're going to have a problem in life and if you are deceptive you're going to have a problem in life We'll, we'll leave it at that for now i got to take another quick break we'll come back with more right after this remember like this uh this video this show share it with a friend we'll be right back.
1: five star life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids mindsets since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to FiveStarLife.org and send us an email today. That's F I V E S T A R L I F E.
0: Welcome back to the five-star life show. I'm your host coach Seth joined with coach Bray Beatles, our director of basketball operations, having a fun conversation here. Um, just having Bray asked me some questions. Um, first one was, uh, was that helpful at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Um, in one of the biggest uh, challenges and Uh, Things that parents have got to do is it's it's then making sure husband and wife are on the same page with those things. Yeah. And when they're not, that's when things can really become a problem. So it's like having conversations beforehand about how you're going to go about those things is huge.
1: That's super important. And, you know, we don't we my our situation like we obviously talk about those things, but like you can't talk about them enough. Yeah, honestly. And because there's always a situation that comes up and you're like, oh, uh, we haven't reviewed that. Or, you know, it's just like it's ever-evolving door of of communication that you have to have and, and talk through those things. And <clears throat> that kind of leads in, I don't want to ask too many questions in a row, but that kind of leads into my next okay. question for you. Um, and this is kind of, I mean, this is like something personally that I personally deal with. Uh, and it's not a complaint um, because like I love, obviously, what I do and what we do is for kids and to help others. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I feel like you know, I'm giving everything I have to everyone else, right? Um, Other kids, teams, parents, you know, whoever I can help in those moments, you know, I feel like I'm doing that. But then, and, you know, I get home at night and i like, I'm ready to like, hey, I wanna watch the Sunday night football game or, you know, whatever it is, I wanna have a, a moment to myself, right? Or, but it's like, because we work kind of odd hours sometimes, you know, it's like, well, in those moments is probably when I should be giving everything I have to my own family. And sometimes I struggle with, with that. So I don't know if you have any advice of, uh, and again, I'm not complaining cause I love it, but you know, the people I should be giving everything to sometimes I I'm not, I'm not not motivated, but I'm, I'm like, my energy is just gone from giving it to others.
0: Sure. This is something that, I mean, this is a leadership, um, a servant leadership, Issue, and there's actually a clinical term for it compassion fatigue. Um, it happens with school teachers, educators, people that work with kids, people that work with the elderly, people that work uh, anywhere in the service industry. Compassion fatigue is, is a real thing where, when you're always on, you're always giving, and people are always taking from you, it's like, how do you replenish that supply? Um that, that's super super important. I think there's a couple things I would I would suggest. One is because you have you have the replenishment of your energy. That's one issue. And then you have when you're always in give mode and serving mode, you come home, your haven, that's also a place you have a a responsibility to serve and give to. So um a a couple things. Um, first, if we talk about kind of separating work and family and, and, you know, you're doing that really well to high level here at five star, but for your family, um, you're in this phase where when you have three kids under four, (laughs) you're like, as it's, it's just, uh, trust me, anybody out there that has kids, uh, you can relate, but I don't know many people that have three kids under four. That's a tight window. So that's a, that is a intense grind. So everybody that's been in that category understands that it's just your survival mode a little bit. Yeah. Physically. So it feels like. And and so, how can I say this? A lot of parents would just say, "Just hold on," <laughs> like that's not what you want to hear. But just hang in there because it's going to get brighter. But in the meantime, it's just so much about it being intentional with your time, right? N- knowing and figuring out and navigating because you're in the middle, of, you have an 11-month-old now, so you're kind of in a groove now. You're probably in a little better, mm-hmm. better groove. It's now building those pieces in of knowing what your limitations are and knowing how much can I give without getting burned out. I don't want to go there anymore. That's a bad cycle because that can take a while to get out of. So how can I manage my time to make sure I'm not, Losing all my energy so that I can't give any to my family and I'm no good for anybody. And so it really does come down to self awareness of really evaluating what do I need to do? Is it working? For me, for me, it's always been for me, everybody's different. This is me, Coach Seth. I have to get up and work out or spend quiet time, both are and. If I start my day, Uh, just running and gunning, I don't like to start my day that way. It's not best for me because I start kind of behind. When I ground myself and I get a workout in and I work out my soul, my spirit, my faith, um, and I'm prepared for that, it's amazing how me starting and going into the storm of the day, how I have this, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but I almost have like boundless energy. Yeah, It's almost like I just, I, I have like this, Hard to explain, but it's almost like I have this overflow that I don't, I don't leave the end of the day. So like yesterday, my, I, I got home at, I don't know, 8 o'clock. Um, so you know I started early and went till 8 o'clock. And I didn't come home like exhausted and just have nothing to give. And I think for me, it's because I know who I am. I know what I need, and I know what sources I need to, to energize me and keep me going. And, and then the second part, you think about pouring into your family. There's going to be, if you take some time to think about this, there's some things that will come to you that you know, you, you don't want to do that are basically saying the wrong message to your family. And I haven't perfected this. I'm still in the journey. Okay. But one thing I learned is like, I don't want to come home and be on my phone. When I come home, I don't want to be working. So I rarely take Phone calls. I really do work at home. It, there's times where I know I have a big project, something to do where it slips in. Yeah. But I try to be fully present wherever I am. That helps me a lot. I know some people are maybe better at doing all of that together. But most people I know that try to mix it, um, their kids don't, they, they feel like the, you know are on nobody's home. Yeah. So yeah. It, create some boundaries. And... I, I made a choice that I was never going to walk into my house, on my phone, rarely on a call. I'll sit in my driveway for forty five minutes on a call, yeah. But I won't bring it inside the house. Sure. Because when I'm done, I'm coming in, and when I hit that door, what I want everybody to know is like I'm home, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to dis, uh, disarm and to dismantle all the stuff from the day, so that when I come in, I'm about I'm about Kobe and about Jordan and about Blaze and about Sarah. Whether well, they always feel that way, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's my goal. Sure, and that's where my focus is.
1: Sure, yeah, and I think I think about like <clears throat> if if somebody, I, I think I can do a decent job of analyzing a situation and 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 helping myself through some of those like mentally sometimes right. But like if I sometimes I sit there and I try to convince myself, man, if you would if somebody else was asking you these things, like your answer would be, well, I hope that the things that you're doing are a great example for your kids and your family. And like what you're doing is just natural. It's like, that's you. It's like, that's a good example. That's leading your kids and your family. But it's also like, how do you convince yourself that that's really what you're doing, right? And I think of the, I heard a coach say once, hey, my kids didn't didn't volunteer to share dad, but they share their dad, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I think about that when I coach kids all Mm -hmm. the time and like with my kids. And it makes me feel like Man, I have to go home. And when Theo asked me to, to hit golf balls in the backyard, like I have to do it, you know? And it's like, cause I also want to do it. Right. But I also want to be able to not like be like, oh, I just need five minutes, dude, you know? Right. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Well, in, in, in th- but there's nothing wrong with taking five minutes either. Th- there's nothing wrong. I know, I know parents that literally when they come in, husband and wives, they come in, they spend 10 minutes together, just send a message to the kids that, this is the most important relationship in the home. Hmm. They have to talk through things. They want to connect. They want to say hello. And then we're next. So there's creating an order. Um, I'm not saying that's how me and my wife have done it, but there's different things you can do. A great, uh, great book. um, Lewis Upkins, a friend of ours, um, wrote a book called Treat Me Like a Customer. He's a consultant, a major consultant. And um, he realized he was treating his clients, but he was treating his family so the whole book of the premise is like my wife just said I wish you'd treat me like a customer Mm. he was like ouch and so there's some helpful little things that if we just tweak our mindset we know how to do this but it's just making some real clear decisions on what we're going to do what we're not going to do and then the energy thing I think in your phase figuring out how do you capture energy what replenishes you because that's what makes the whole thing go All right. If this has been helpful, I encourage you to go and share this with a friend. We'll be right back after this. 5 Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly. Each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to 5starlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the five-star life show. Last segment here with coach Bray Beatles, our director of basketball operations. We're having a great conversation. Really, this has become the show just about family and about work-life balance and how to stay engaged and keep our energy up. Yeah. So you you, you were just on the break. You're mentioning like, you you know, a part of your energy problem is just starting to work out again, getting on that routine
1: yeah i mean i i I, look i'm uh, an ath. i'm an athletic guy like i used to be in the grind of the the athletic grind or athlete grind if you will basketball player you know i i know that the solution or a big part of the solution is dude wake up 45 minutes early go on a 20-minute run take a shower wake your kids up you know like that's and and you'll have more energy doing that than if you slept an extra hour right and you know but the balance of that then is is like, okay, well you go to work all day, you spend time in the gym or you do these other things and you get home at nine o'clock at night and it's like, okay, you get home you're like, okay, this is my time. My kids are in bed from nine to midnight. Like this is my time, you know, like I can watch a show. Sure. I can eat cookie dough on the couch. Mm-hmm. I can, whatever I want to do, my guilty pleasures during that time. When um, reality, I should go to bed at 10 o'clock or 9.30 and wake up at 5.30 and get a run in or something, you know, right. but getting yourself to like, okay, I, and what you feel like your time is now I got to give up some of that again to give myself time in the morning to get a workout in or, or whatever it is right maybe mm-hmm. i could go in around 9 p.m. i don't know probably not the best solution but you know it's just it's the it's it's life you know and it's it's hard
0: <laughs> it is life it's hard and but it's so rewarding so the, some of these disciplines and habits that you're forming right now with your family and your kids and your routines are so huge. So, you know, I remember those days where you're just like, you come home and you're, you're tired. Um, but you've got, you know, for me it was three boys that they're waiting and they want to wrestle. Yeah, Like that's what they want. They want to grab dad. They want to play with dad. And you know, it just, it is such a beautiful thing. Um, but, but I'm telling you, as you do those things with your boy, with your, with your kids, you have, you have boys and and a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, but as you do those things, we're talking, you have, um, you are planting seeds that will come back and they will energize you later on. So I'm in a phase where teenage kids, I, I, it's different. It's, It's not the physical demand, you know? They don't necessarily they don't want to come home and wrestle with me. Uh, they don't necessarily want to do anything with me.
1: Yeah, they don't want to hurt you now. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm now in this different phase where, but but like I, I come home, you know what I'm looking forward to when I come home. I'm like, man, I hope I get to connect with my kids. Mm. And I hope we get some moments to hope. I hope everybody's, is everybody here for dinner tonight. And and all of the seeds that I've planted early on. Now those seeds are actually feeding me. Mm. It's the craziest thing. It's like last night. Last night, I get home from work, and my wife, who's amazing, um, she makes dinner. And so I get home at eight, and she has dinner on the table, which was I'm not saying it's like that every time when I come home, but it was like it was like and they're all there and it's just like the conversation is so rich and they're just ripping on me. That's what, this is the <laughs> phase I'm in where now I used to make fun of them and rip rip on them. And yeah. now they just give it back. <laughs> and it is just, we laugh, we argue, we debate, and it's just, it feeds, it ener- energizes my soul. Mm. So the seeds you plant early on will create the relationship where there's banter, and they learn how to do all that, and it's so rich and rewarding. Mm. So you're in the seed-sowing business right now, and it is work. It's work.
1: <laughs> I, look, I mean, you, when you told me, when you said, hey, you got to just keep getting through it, you know, like, I feel like I've said that before to, you know, like, we're in the, we're in a, we're in the moment. We're in the heat of it. I'm like, Alexis, we just got to get through it. Like, we just got to keep pushing. We got to get through it. It's like, I feel like that's terrible advice, but like, it's kind of like it, you know, and I'm not saying you're giving me bad advice. Sure. But like when you said, when I say that to her, I'm like, God, there's no like, there's no, there's nothing behind that other than just, that's just the reality, I guess. You know, does that make sense?
0: It does. And every veteran parent will tell you like, just you. Yeah. the hardest thing in life is doing the right thing over and over and over when you don't see an immediate result. That's the hardest thing. So you tell your athletes all the time. Yep. Like believe in you, you, you. I hear you tell them this all the time. Trust the process, mm-hmm. and if you will evaluate your process and keep improving your process and making tweaks in the process, but it's about those daily repetitions. That yeah. so you're on a great, a great path, great path. We'll see. Oh, yeah, it's 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 going to be good. Uh, By the way, if you're listening to this program, um, and this has been helpful, would you do us a favor? We just launched this on YouTube. And we're trying to build our audience because most people use YouTube. Would you go to our YouTube page? It's the five the five star life YouTube page and uh, share this with a friend, like it, subscribe to it. So you don't miss an episode. You can do the same thing on whatever podcast stream you're listening to, but uh, that helps us a ton as we try to grow our, our market. Cause what this is a great exposure tool to help people understand what's at the heart and core of five star. So by you sharing this, this is like an easy way for you to basically you're recruiting volunteers, you're fundraising just by sharing this with people because it exposes people to who we are. So, Thank you, Devance, for that. Um, the other thing is I would say if you like this show and you have questions like Coach Bray is asking and you're like, you and your wife have an issue with your kids or with a school issue or you're a teacher, and you're like, Coach, do you have advice for this kid situation? Go to our website and hit the contact um, page and send us an email asking questions. We'd love to address some of those things um, uh, online and on the show. Anything else? We got like three minutes. Yeah, I. Uh, this is
1: an interesting one. I've never asked you this. Uh, well, actually, I haven't really asked you any of these questions. Um, <laughs> I was curious. Um, you know, we talk life's about learning and life lessons, right? And we're teaching these kids about life lessons, and they they may not be knowing them. That were that they're learning. You know, those as we go. But I was curious if you if you had a life lesson that you had to learn the hard way.
0: Oh boy, the hard way. Like, did you get in trouble for anything growing um, up? What did I learn the hard way? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I got in trouble. Um, <laughs> let's see. What, what did I have to learn the hard way? Um, I, I honestly, so my 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 dad, uh, adoptive father, he's dad, but he, he, he lived the crazy, hippie, wild, he was a rebel. He learned the hard way. So because he learned the hard way, I got to learn the easy way. Because he was, uh, he would just tell me, tell us stories all the time about how he learned the hard way and some of the ridiculous ridiculous things he did. (laughs) And and he is, uh, he's got this dynamic personality. And I got to learn from watching him because he's just kind of out there. And so I learned a lot from him because I had a dad that was kind of, he, he was, I heard John Maxwell say this years ago. Again, I mean, we say this in five, so like leaders go first, leaders go first. John Maxwell says, actually, you don't want to go first. You want to go second. <laughs> like the explorers that explored, you know, North America, you don't want to be the first one. Those guys died. Yeah. That the first mushroom eater, like they died. Yeah. It was the next guy that learned from the guy that ate the wrong mushroom. That's who I want to be. And so my philosophy in life has always been like, I want to be the guy that learned goes further faster because i'm learning on the backs of other people um i'm trying to think about something i'm learn the hard way i mean through five star starting five star i had to learn so many things the hard way because when you're doing something unique and different the only way is to try things and fail um but not like intentionally failing does that make sense yeah um yep. but as a kid i don't know i am trying to i'm drawing a blank i'm sorry i, I need to think about that one come up with a good good story
1: i mean it's a hard it's a <laughs> it's unless you've done something that really jumps out like it's that's probably a tough question to Ask. to I, I learned uh not to trust pay phones once oh Um, uh, ones that that allegedly didn't work uh it's a funny story probably don't have time to share it right now but Oof. um it's it, I learned I honestly it helped me learn of, of discipline and um you know like you kind of mentioned with your dad like I learned a lot from my mom of how to raise like the way my mom raised me was like how I want to raise my kids, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I looked at the mistakes that I had made as I was growing up, every kid does and how she handled it and like how some of the decisions that she made put an instant stop. She found the pain point mm-hmm. immediately and it was like, okay, that's it. That's mm-hmm. not happening again. Brilliant. You know? Brilliant. So like I learned a lot that way.
0: It's good. I learned uh, the hard way how a lion pees. I got peed on by a lion at the zoo. There you go. That was awful. If they start backing up towards you and the tail goes up, it's happening. Thanks for tuning into this show, Bray. Thanks for joining us. You're always a great guest to have on. Again, please like this, share this, subscribe to this. We'll see you next show.
1: At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life their mindset. If you're interested in being a part of our journey, please visit 5starlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.